0: The Aquarian Gospel of Jesus Christ, by Levi H. Dowling, 1920, at sacredtext.com. Section 11. Cough. Life and works of Jesus in Egypt. Chapter 47. Greater than Jesus with Elihu and Salome in Egypt. Tells the story of his journeys. Elihu and Salome praise God. Jesus goes to the temple in Heliopolis and is received as a pupil. And Jesus came to Egypt land and all was well. He tarried not upon the coast. He went at once to Zoan, home of Elihu and Salome, who five and twenty years before had taught his mother in their sacred school. And there was joy when met these three. When last the son of Mary saw these sacred groves he was a babe. And now a man grown strong by buffeting of every kind, a teacher who had stirred the multitudes in many lands. And Jesus told the aged teachers all about his life, about his journeyings in foreign lands, about the meetings with the masters and about his kind receptions by the multitudes. Elihu and Salome heard his story with delight, they lifted up their eyes to heaven and said. Our Father God, let now thy servants go in peace, for we have seen the glory of the Lord. And we have talked with Him, the messenger of love, and of the covenant of peace on earth, good will to men. Through Him shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, through Him, Emmanuel. And Jesus stayed in Zoan many days, and then went forth unto the city of the sun, that men call Heliopolis, and sought admission to the temple of the Sacred Brotherhood the council of the brotherhood convened, and Jesus stood before the Hierophant, he answered all the questions that were asked with clearness and with power. The Hierophant exclaimed, "Raboni of the rabbinate, why come you here? Your wisdom is the wisdom of the gods, why seek for wisdom in the halls of men? And Jesus said, in every way of earth life I would walk, in every hall of learning I would sit, the heights that any man has gained, these I would gain. What any man has suffered I would meet that I may know the griefs, the disappointments and the sore temptations of my brother man, that I may know just how to succor those in need. I pray you, brothers, let me go into your dismal crypts, and I would pass the hardest of your tests. The master said, Take then the vow of secret brotherhood. And Jesus took the vow of secret brotherhood. Again the master spoke, he said, The greatest heights are gained by those who reach the greatest depths, and you shall reach the greatest depths. The guide then led the way and in the fountain Jesus bathed, and when he had been clothed in proper garb he stood again before the hierophant. – Chapter 48 Greater than Jesus receives from the hierophant his mystic name and number. Passes the first brotherhood test, and receives his first degree, sincerity. The master took down from the wall a scroll on which was written down the number and the name of every attribute and character. He said. The circle is the symbol of the perfect man, and seven is the number of the perfect man. The logos is the perfect word, that which creates, that which destroys, and that which saves. This Hebrew master is the logos of the Holy One, the circle of the human race, the seven of time. And in the record book the scribe wrote down, the logos circle seven, and thus was Jesus known. The master said, the logos will give heed to what I say, no man can enter into light till he has found himself. Go forth and search till you have found your soul and then return. The guide led Jesus to a room in which the light was faint and mellow, like the light of early dawn. The chamber walls were marked with mystic signs, with hieroglyphs and sacred texts, and in this chamber Jesus found himself alone where he remained for many days. He read the sacred texts, thought out the meaning of the hieroglyphs and sought the import of the master's charge to find himself. A revelation came, he got acquainted with his soul, he found himself, then he was not alone. One night he slept and at the midnight hour, a door that he had not observed, was opened, and a priest in somber garb came in and said. My brother, pardon me for coming in at this unseemly hour, but I have come to save your life. You are the victim of a cruel plot. The priests of Heliopolis are jealous of your fame, and they have said that you shall never leave these gloomy crypts alive. The higher priests do not go forth to teach the world, and you are doomed to temple servitude. Now, if you would be free, you must deceive these priests, must tell them you are here to stay for life. And then, when you have gained all that you wish to gain, I will return, and by a secret way will lead you forth that you may go in peace. And Jesus said, My brother man, would you come here to teach deceit? Am I within these holy walls to learn the wiles of vile hypocrisy? Nay, man, my father scorns deceit, and I am here to do his will. Deceive these priests. Not while the sun shall shine. What I have said, that I have said, I will be true to them, to God, and to myself. And then the tempter left, and Jesus was again alone but in a little time a white-robed priest appeared and said. Well done. The Logos has prevailed. This is the trial chamber of hypocrisy. And then he led the way, and Jesus stood before the judgment seat. And all the brothers stood, the Hierophant came forth and laid his hand on Jesus' head, and placed within his hands a scroll, on which was written just one word, Sincerity, and not a word was said. The guide again appeared, and led the way, And in a spacious room replete with everything a student craves, was Jesus bade to rest and wait. Dash. Chapter 49. Greater than Jesus passes the second brotherhood test, and receives the second degree, justice. The Logos did not care to rest, he said, Why wait in this luxurious room? I need not rest, my Father's work upon me presses hard. I would go on and learn my lessons all. If there are trials, let them come, for every victory over self gives added strength. And then the guide led on, and in a chamber, dark as night, was Jesus placed and left alone, and days were spent in this deep solitude. And Jesus slept, and in the dead of night a secret door was opened, and, in priest's attire, two men came in, each carried in his hand a little flickering lamp. Approaching Jesus, one spoke out and said, Young man, our hearts are grieved because of what you suffer in these fearful dens, and we have come as friends to bring you light, and show the way to liberty. We once, like you, were in these dens confined, and thought that through these weird, uncanny ways we could attain to blessedness and power. But in a luckful moment we were undeceived, and making use of all our strength, we broke our chains. And then we learned that all this service is corruption in disguise. These priests are criminals just hid away. They boast in sacrificial rites. They offer to their gods and burn them while alive—poor birds and beasts, yea, children, women, men. And now they keep you here, and at a certain time may offer you in sacrifice. We pray you, brother, break your chains, come, go with us, accept of freedom while you may. And Jesus said, your little tapers show the light you bring. Pray, who are you? The words of man are worth no more than is the man himself. These temple walls are strong and high, how gained you entrance to this place? The men replied, beneath these walls are many hidden ways, and we who have been priests, spent months and years within these dens, know all of them. Then you are traitors, Jesus said. A traitor is a fiend, he who betrays another man is never man to trust. If one has only reached the plane of treachery, he is a lover of deceit, and will betray a friend to serve his selfish self. Behold, you men, or whatsoever you be, your words fall lightly on my ears. Could I prejudge these hundred priests, turn traitor to myself and them, because of what you say when you confess your treachery? No man can judge for me, and if I judge till testimony all is and I might not judge aright. Nay, men, by whatsoever way you came, return. My soul prefers the darkness of the grave to little flickering lights like these you bring. My conscience rules, what these, my brothers, have to say I'll hear, and when the testimony all is in I will decide. You cannot judge for me, nor I for you. Be gone, you men, be gone, and leave me to this charming light, for while the sun shines not, within my soul there is a light surpassing that of sun or moon. Then, with an angry threat that they would do him harm, the wily tempters left, and Jesus was again alone. Again the white-robed priest appeared, and led the way, and Jesus stood again before the hierophant. And not a word was said, but in his hands the master placed a scroll on which the word suggestive, justice, was inscribed. And Jesus was the master of the phantom forms of prejudice and of treachery. Chapter 50. Greater than Jesus passes the third brotherhood test, and receives the third degree, faith. The Logos waited seven days, and then was taken to the Hall of Fame, a chamber rich in furnishings, and lighted up with gold and silver lamps. The colors of its ceilings, decorations, furnishings and walls were blue and gold. Its shelves were filled with books of masterminds, the paintings and the statues were the works of highest art. And Jesus was entranced with all this elegance and these manifests of thought. He read the sacred books, and sought the meanings of the symbols and the hieroglyphs. And when he was absorbed in deepest thought, a priest approached and said, Behold the glory of this place, my brother, you are highly blessed. Few men of earth, so young, have reached such heights of fame. Now, if you do not waste your life in search for hidden things that men can never comprehend, you may be founder of a school of thought that will ensure you endless fame. For your philosophy is deeper far than that of Plato, and your teachings please the common people more than those of Socrates. Why seek for mystic light within these antiquated dens? Go forth and walk with men, and think with men, and they will honor you. And, after all, these weird initiations may be myths, and your Messiah hopes but base illusions of the hour. I would advise you to renounce uncertain things and choose the course that leads to certain fame. And thus the priest, a demon in disguise, sung siren songs of unbelief, and Jesus meditated long and well on what he said. The conflict was a bitter one, for king ambition is a sturdy foe to fight. For forty days the higher wrestled with the lower self, and then the fight was won. Faith rose triumphant, unbelief was not. Ambition covered up his face and fled away, and Jesus said. The wealth, the honor, and the fame of earth are but the baubles of an hour. When this short span of earthly life has all been measured out, man's bursting baubles will be buried with his bones. Yea, what a man does for his selfish self will make no markings on the credit side of life. The good that men for other men shall do becomes a ladder strong on which the soul may climb to wealth, and power and fame of God's own kind, that cannot pass away. Give me the poverty of men, the consciousness of duty done in love, the approbation of my God, and I will be content. And then he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said. My Father God, I thank Thee for this hour. I ask not for the glory of Thyself, I fain would be a keeper of Thy temple gates, and serve my brother man again was Jesus called to stand before the Hierophant, again no word was said, but in his hands the Master placed a scroll on which was written, Faith. And Jesus bowed his head in humble, thanks, then went his way. Chapter 51. Greater than Jesus passes the fourth brotherhood test, and receives the fourth degree, philanthropy. When other certain days had passed, the guide led Jesus to the hall of mirth, a hall most richly furnished, and replete with everything a carnal heart could wish the choicest viands and the most delicious wines were on the boards, and maids, in gay attire, served all with grace and cheerfulness. And men and women, richly clad, were there, and they were wild with joy, they sipped from every cup of mirth. And Jesus watched the happy throng in silence for a time, and then a man in garb of sage came up and said, Most happy is the man who, like the bee, can gather sweets from every flower. The wise man is the one who seeks for pleasure, and can find it everywhere. At best, man's span of life on earth is short, and then he dies and goes, he knows not where. Then let us eat, and drink, and dance, and sing, and get the joys of life, for death comes on apace. It is but foolishness to spend a life for other men. Behold, all die and lie together in the grave, where none can know and none can show forth gratitude. But Jesus answered not, upon the tinseled guests in all their rounds of mirth he gazed in silent thought. And then among the guests he saw a man whose clothes were coarse who showed in face and hands the lines of toil and want. The giddy throng found pleasure in abusing him, they jostled him against the wall, and laughed at his discomfiture. And then a poor, frail woman came, who carried in her face and formed the marks of sin and shame, and without mercy she was spit upon, and jeered, and driven from the hall. And then a little child, with timid ways and hungry mien, came in and asked for just a morsel of their food. But she was driven out uncared for and unloved, and still the merry dance went on and when the pleasure-seekers urged that Jesus join them in their mirth, He said. How could I seek for pleasure for myself while others are in want? How can you think that while the children cry for bread, while those in haunts of sin call out for sympathy and love that I can fill myself to full with the good things of life? I tell you, nay, we all are kin, each one a part of the great human heart. I cannot see myself apart from that poor man that you so scorned, and crowded to the wall. Nor from the one in female garb who came up from the haunts of vice to ask for sympathy and love, who was by you so ruthlessly pushed back into her den of sin. Nor from that little child that you drove from your midst to suffer in the cold, bleak winds of night. I tell you, men, what you have done to these, my kindred, you have done to me. You have insulted me in your own home, I cannot stay. I will go forth and find that child, that woman and that man, and give them help until my life's blood all has ebbed away. I call it pleasure when I help the helpless, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, heal the sick, and speak good words of cheer to those unloved, discouraged and depressed. And this that you call mirth is but a phantom of the night, but flashes of the fire of passion, painting pictures on the walls of time. And while the logos spoke the white-robed priest came in and said to him, The council waits for you. Then Jesus stood again before the bar, again no word was said, the hierophant placed in his hands a scroll, on which was writ, Philanthropy and Jesus was a victor over selfish self. Dash. Chapter 52. Greater than Jesus spends 40 days in the temple groves. Passes the fifth brotherhood test and receives the fifth degree, heroism. The sacred temple groves were rich in statues, monuments and shrines, here Jesus loved to walk and meditate. And after he had conquered self he talked with nature in these groves for 40 days. And then the guide took chains and bound him hand and foot, and then cast him into a den of hungry beasts of unclean birds, and creeping things. The den was dark as night, the wild beasts howled, the birds in fury screamed, the reptiles hissed. And Jesus said, Who was it that did bind me thus? Why did I meekly sit to be bound down with chains? I tell you, none has power to bind a human soul. Of what are fetters made? And in his might he rose, and what he thought were chains were only worthless cords that parted at his touch. And then he laughed and said, The chains that bind men to the carcasses of earth are forged in fancy's shop, are made of air, and welded in illusion's fires. If man will stand erect, and use the power of will, his chains will fall, like worthless rags, for will and faith are stronger than the stoutest chains that men have ever made. And Jesus stood erect among the hungry beasts and birds, and said, What is this darkness that envelops me? Tis but the absence of the light. And what is light? Tis but the breath of God vibrating in the rhythm of rapid thought. And then he said, Let there be light, and with a mighty will he stirred the ethers up, and their vibrations reached the plane of light, and there was light. The darkness of that den of night became the brightness of a newborn day. And then he looked to see the beasts, and birds, and creeping things, lo, they were not. And Jesus said, Of what are souls afraid? Fear is the chariot in which man rides to death. And when he finds himself within the chamber of the dead, he learns that he has been deceived. His chariot was a myth and death a fancy child. But some day all man's lessons will be learned, and from the den of unclean beasts, and birds, and creeping things he will arise to walk in light. And Jesus saw a ladder made of gold, on which he climbed, and at the top the white-robed priest awaited him. Again he stood before the council bar, again no word was said, again the hierophant reached forth his hand to bless. He placed in Jesus' hand another scroll, and on this one was written, Heroism the Logos had encountered fear in all his phantom host, and in the conflict he achieved the victory. Continue to Chapter 53